You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Today we have a crazy water park entitled parent story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, entitled mother mad I won't share a graduation party with a six-year-old. I, 24-year-old female, am graduating college this year. I dropped out at 18 for financial reasons and then went to community college. I graduated during the pandemic and transferred, taking four years at university since I worked and went as a part-time student. I'll be attending a credential program this fall and working in child development. I'm having a small graduation party in June with my friends and family at my parents' house. My mom, 51-year-old female, called me and said that a family friend, Amy, 24-year-old female, suggested that we have a joint party because her oldest kid, Lila, is graduating from kindergarten and said that Lila looks up to me and wants to share the party with me and we could save money. I said absolutely not and that my graduation party would be boring for Lila and her friends. I would have to tell my friends not to swear or talk about anything adult and nobody would want to hear about me or my degree because everyone would be focusing on the baby. My mom told Amy no. Amy sent me a message saying that I broke Lila's heart and I'm being self-involved and jealous of a six-year-old stealing the spotlight. Amy said that she deserves just as much recognition for raising kids and getting to this milestone as a parent and I said she sure does and she can do that at her own celebration, not at mine. By the way, she had a baby shower and a wedding last year. She's not wanting for attention. She said, college isn't a big deal, get over yourself and that I made a child cry because I wanted the attention to myself. It's so funny that they go and argue with OP saying, well, we deserve this spotlight for raising this kid and making it to this milestone, and then immediately try to downplay OP's exact same argument they can make about their college graduation achievement. Me raising my kid to six years old, that's worth celebrating, but uh, yeah, your your college graduation? No, you, that's, that's nothing. I'd love to know if Amy even attempted to go to college. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Entitled Mother is Losing Control. I, 18-year-old female, finally got out of my comfort zone last year and did things with friends like visiting a new city or going on walks by myself. I realized that I've spent most of my lifetime in my room doing nothing. I definitely wasn't going to spoil this year, so I planned a few trips to different cities to explore. Last week, I planned to visit a city nearby for shopping, but then I talked to this guy and we decided to meet in his city. I of course lied to my parents and said that I just wanted to explore the city, which wasn't even a lie, and my mom got furious. She asked why I didn't tell her earlier and if I was meeting someone. I don't understand why she thinks she has the right to know what I'm doing. I'm 18 years old. I'm not mature and I'm still a teenager, but I'm old enough to look after myself and I'm old enough to be by myself. I earn my own money too. She wanted to know the reason I'm going and I said that I just want to explore the city. I don't know what her problem is, but she asked my sister what if I told her anything about it and when I came back home, she was acting so freaking weird. My father was on my side, but he said that my mom is doing all this to protect me. This was so funny to me because all her and my father ever did was hurt us. They should have been the ones to protect us from danger, instead they hurt us so much. It's unforgivable at this point. 
Anyways, I'll definitely keep going and seeing new places and I'll still meet new people because I won't let her take my golden years where I'm supposed to have fun, 18 and 19, away from me. I've suffered enough in life. All I want now is to have fun. I also can't wait to finally move out this year. I say good on OP for having this mindset. The amount of stories I hear of people who are sadly grown up in a situation where they are believed that they have to obey their parents usually abusive relationships, there's just sadly so many people that feel like they can't be independent or feel like they don't even have a platform or access to try to be independent. Our next story is, my mother doesn't respect boundaries or conversations about them. So for context, I, 20-year-old female, am a nurse and live with my family. My mother, female 52, has issues respecting boundaries and really pushed me to my limits yesterday. She loves a good deep spring clean and reorganizing everyone's rooms, even if we don't agree with her opinions or suggestions. She doesn't communicate and just does what she pleases. So I'm starting a new job and had a full day of orientation yesterday. My room was clean and had been reorganized by me not even a week ago. So after I left, she goes and reorganizes my room, going through my personal items, through my wardrobe, and even as far as throwing away sentimental things. I am very particular about the way my things are set up and hate when people go through my things and judge them. I come home and as I'm walking in, she tells me not to get mad. I said, don't give me a reason to get mad and I won't. She tells me she's rearranged my room and my closet. I walk into the mess of my stuff being scattered and none of it where it was placed. I got mad. She said, isn't it better for space? I said she had no right to go through my things and throw things away and that this is a huge breach of my privacy and disrespecting my boundaries. She starts to try and guilt me by sighing and then walking away to cry, waiting for me to apologize for getting mad. She then attempted an apology after dinner which sounded so forced and unapologetic in every way, shape, and form. I ignored it because I didn't see it as genuine. I went out with my friend for a couple of hours after that. When I came back home, she was sitting on the couch crying at the TV. She apologized and said, don't hold this against me. I asked her if she was actually sorry or whether it was so I wouldn't resent her for it. She just kept crying. Today has been radio silence except for a couple of snide remarks saying she's apologized so many times, which isn't the case at all. If you've been reading this far, thank you for your time and for hearing me out. I just don't know what to do about this anymore. Well, I definitely think not letting her get away with her extended guilt trips is a good place to start. You don't want all that sulking and oh and oh I'm so sad to get her anywhere because I think it's pretty clear it's all just being done as a manipulation tactic. They want to just wear you down and make you feel like oh okay finally fine whatever you're right stop sulking around and making things so stressful. Our next story is I'm tired of being the free babysitter. I'm 16 and since I was little every person who has a kid made me babysit it. I hate it. I tried saying no, I tried hiding in closets in the basement, but I just got yelled at for upsetting the kids who like me. Whenever I come stay at my grandma's place, which I love, as soon as my aunt finds out, she brings her kid over and she just goes to hang out with the adults. I come here to rest and enjoy my break from school, not to babysit. I complained about it and she told me that her kid likes me. Well, I hate her kid. I'm still nice to it though. I just want to be left alone for once. It's just a rant, but any advice is welcome. I'm really unwell today and she still brought her kid over. I feel like I'm about to cry. In a situation like this where you don't want to babysit those kids and they just leave them with you? Honestly, you say, listen, I am not watching that kid. 
If you leave them here, I am walking away and it will not be my responsibility. Anytime they do that, make sure you follow through. Even if it just means trying to go to a different room altogether, show her, show anybody else in that family that you're not. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The free babysitter, it's not your responsibility and you're not going to do it. Our next story is, my dad and I got into an argument after he ignored and dismissed everything I said. My fiance is currently in South Korea and I'm in New York. We're doing long distance for a bit and it's been very hard on us to be apart, but I know it won't last. Luckily for us, it'll be a year max of being apart, so it's not a very long time. I've spent some time in South Korea and I really love it there. I'm going back in August for the month and I'm very excited. Of course, whenever I go back to South Korea, my parents don't hold back from expressing their concerns about the tension between North and South Korea. My fiancé's dad is the top military official of South Korea, now retired, so I trust him, my future father-in-law, rather than what I see in the media. I've talked to my future father-in-law when I was in South Korea about this stuff, and he said he can't figure out why so many people in the US are scared of Kim Jong-un. He thinks the man is a big joke. My parents always go as far to say people in South Korea live with bags over their head and are blinded to the problems with North Korea. I end up telling my parents to acknowledge the issues we have in the US first, rather than talking poorly about South Korea. The other day, my dad sent in the family group chat an article about tensions between North and South Korea. I said in the chat, please refrain from sending me anything having to do with North and South Korea. Tonight, during dinner, my dad pulled up an article about North Korea and South Korea. He showed it to me while laughing and smiling. Let's just say I blew up on him. I told him that I asked him to refrain from showing me this type of stuff. Then he said that I'm just as ignorant as everyone in South Korea. I raised my voice and said that I work in a school. I have a higher chance of something horrible happening to me there and how I feel safe all the times I've spent in South Korea. My dad told me he's sick of hearing how amazing South Korea is and I'm too blinded by how dangerous it is there. I ended up yelling some more and leaving. I'm not proud of raising my voice, but I'm so upset with my dad, the way he smiled and laughed like he takes pride in this. Long distance is hard enough. I don't want to be more scared of something happening to my fiance. A lot of Koreans I know don't have any fear regarding North Korea, and I try to express that to my parents, but they shot it down and tell me they are delusional and blinded to the real problems. I'm so upset, but I don't know, was I wrong? Honestly, I don't know why he's so fixated on this topic. 
Is his only goal to give you like anxiety about going over so you just won't go there ever in the future? Like are they legitimately worried that you're going to go over there for any stretch of time and the moment you do that's when a thermonuclear war is going to break out with Kim Jong-un? Like are they actually worried about that or is this all just a sick manipulation tactic to try to get OP to not go? Our next story is, I'm overreacting right? I think my mom has tried on one or two occasions to have me admitted or something. I don't know. Okay, first instance was back when I was like 20 to 21-ish, and I'd broke things off with a guy who I was admittedly falling for. Heartbreaking, obviously. I couldn't sleep and it was late, maybe 3am, so I got up and took a walk around my neighborhood to calm my head. Basically, my parents saw my room empty and freaked. Fair, I didn't tell them I was going, but it was 3am and they were snoring. My mother called the police and two of my close friends then proceeded to tell my friends and the two officers that showed up that I was not mentally well and I was going to hurt myself over this man. This was not true. A police car rolled up to me when I was walking back home and gave me a ride home. Problem solved. Next instance, around the same time when I was 20 to 21-ish, I had an abortion. Mother was livid, called me every name a pro-lifer could, but it didn't faze me. That bothered her, I think, because I refused to argue. I'd always been adamant my whole life about the fact that I never wanted kids and I still don't. She knew I would never want kids or raise kids, so I'm not entirely sure why she was shocked that I was doing so. I guess it was one of those instances where she thought the second I got pregnant or the second I popped the baby out, I would automatically just magically change my mind. But it wasn't, and she was very mean. She called me a murderer, threatened to kick me out. She told me that I needed to have the baby no matter what. So when I told her I would have the baby if I could sign my rights over to her and she would take care of it, she refused on that as well. She wanted me to just have the baby no matter what, but she didn't really care what happened to it after that. I found it to be cruel because I myself am adopted, and I know what that system is like. I wouldn't want to add a child into that. I couldn't believe she felt so entitled to tell me what to do with my body and to risk my life when I really didn't want to. A couple days ago, I recently discovered that my mom, who at the time had access to my medical files because I'd signed that form a while ago, had decided that she was going to tell whoever she could, family as well as medical staff, that I was abusing substances like drugs and alcohol and taking a bunch of things, trying to make myself miscarry. She told people and doctors I was SHing. Again, none of this is true. I went to a clinic and did everything officially, safely, and as quickly as possible. After just finding this out, it feels like my mom was trying to get me locked away to force me to continue the pregnancy. Honestly, I don't know why she did all of this, but it happened so long ago, I feel like I don't have a right to be upset about it. And I turned out okay, nothing ever happened to me. However, I just can't look at her, the same, or even in the eye at all. I don't hate her or anything, I just don't really feel anything toward her. All the love and care I had for her as my mom and a person just dissipated the second I found that out. I really don't know what to do. I think the first step is going low contact with my mom, and I've already decided with my fiancé that we aren't going to invite her to the wedding, and whatever the future brings, we decided that she won't be involved at all. Because I'm honestly, I think I'm still in shock. Uh, yeah, I think low contact is honestly very polite for her. Somebody that has this repeated behavior doesn't support you in your life choices, 
and actively tries to bring you down in your life, even to the point of potentially getting you locked away either in jail or some kind of mental situation. Somebody like that, do they deserve even low contact? They probably deserve never hearing from you again. Let them go fabricate some false story to the cops to try to get in contact with you again. And then that's when you hit them with the restraining order. This next story is mother wants her kids to be treated normally but have an adult with her every class. Context. My mother works as a teacher aide, and this is where I heard of this from. Our town is pretty small, so everyone mostly knows each other. A mother in my town has one boy and two girls. The two girls need special needs and other stuff that requires help for them to do schoolwork. My mother's first incident with the child is when she was working in the kindergarten, and the oldest girl was signing to the teachers to freak off. Mother didn't believe them, and it went on. Few years later, family's at a soccer game and our coach is telling the boy to run and fight for the ball. The mother then runs up to the coach and yells at her how to pronounce the boy's name. The spectators and coach was baffled and most people yelled at her to calm down and sit down. About six years after the first incident, mother's now a teacher aide at the primary the oldest girl is at. The girl, has what the mother has allowed, is not allowed to be in the classroom that is catered for special needs kids. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. She needs an adult with the kid at all times. My mother has that job. A few things that happen at that job. The girl and her sister constantly show up to school with a running nose and the mother won't accept that they do. My mother has had to come home and wash her hair after getting poop in it from one of the girls. My mother was sick and the girl had to do her speech for school captain but was having trouble reading. Before it, she had insisted her daughter could read it fine but then yelled at the principal for not getting a teacher to help her. My cousin was talking to the girl, and the girl started crying due to something my cousin didn't do. The mother runs over and gives my cousin a glare. Later, I overhear her parents and my parents talking about a post the mother later made. She went home and made a Facebook post insulting my cousin and auntie for raising a rude child and they should discipline her. The daughter's now heading into high school and again isn't allowed to go to special needs classes. Our high school is filled with horrible kids and she won't survive it unless they employ another teacher aide to supervise her at all times. So I mean some of these things are not like crazy surprising as far as kids that may be in a special needs situation. But some of them, like the mother going home and making a Facebook post about another student at this school, if they're working at that school, aren't they like at risk to lose their job or something? Like you can't just go home and make a public Facebook post insulting some student. Like I know free speech and all that, but like doesn't it violate some kind of duty of your job or like something in like some contract you would sign? I mean, it kind of just stuns me that anybody that works for a school could possibly get away with bad-talking a student on Facebook. Our next story is, is $6,000 enough to move out? I'm 20-year-old female. Long story, I made a post a month ago, click on the second recent post on my profile, about moving out. My dad has finally traveled again, and I promised to move out the next time he traveled. He handed me important keys, he uses one of the keys to unlock slash lock a suitcase that my money is in. 
I was curious and wanted to see how much money I have. I was thinking that I had like at least $16,000 saved up, physical cash. He tells me to take out thousands from the cash every few months and I hand it to him. My family is considered low income. I get financial aid from the school, three or $4,000 every few months since early 2022. I only have $6,000. What? I've received a total of $26,000 of financial refund money. My dad never let me use this money because he wanted to save it for me. Most of this money has been used on my family. He only let me use it once. In September, he gave a family mechanic $2,700 for a car that still needs to be fixed. People in the comment section of that post I made have mentioned that my dad might be using my money without me knowing, and I kept thinking, she'd never do that. He mentioned to me in September he was going to give my uncle $4,000 of my own money to borrow. I had no say in it, so I just let him do it. Okay, but where did the rest of the money go? And he is a trustworthy person, so I don't know. I'm sad because in Islam, women have the right to their own money. I keep having second thoughts about moving out. I keep thinking about, oh, what will my community say? Or I'll feel bad for my dad, but that was my last straw. I don't like that man. The last few years, he's been making my life heck. You'd think after my mom passed, he'd treat me better or feel remorse for me. I was wondering if $6,000 would be enough for me to move out ASAP. I want to move out before he comes back from his trip. I have a friend who's willing to help me sign leases and willing to let me move in with her. I know that I can get resources for my private university and the government. Yes, I'm old enough to move out, but I'm scared. I don't know how I'll be able to take care of myself, especially since I'm taking four classes. I'm a social work major, time-consuming major, lots of reading, essays, and discussions, and the shifts available at my job don't always work with my schedule. My aunt is home 24-7 and is mostly downstairs because my dad doesn't let her do anything. She's an obstacle. She's on my dad's side. She said I should never move out. How can I take my things out of the house if she's always present? She's going to call our neighbors and my dad and the plan will backfire on me. I would think in a situation like this, it would come down to the finances and the plan. When you move out, where are you moving out to? You have a situation with a friend where you'd be a roommate? Okay, so how much is that monthly? How much do you figure you need in expenses for food? Do you have travel lined up to get to school and whatnot? And how much money do you make from your job monthly? If you make enough to offset the costs of the food, the rent, the expenses for traveling and whatnot, I think $6,000 is a very workable amount. As far as the obstacle thing goes, I think you're probably going to just have to forego some of your stuff. Maybe get like a backpack or two, stuff whatever you can, whatever is important and vital in there, your documents, whatnot. Try to be quiet and sneaky about it, pack away what you can, and as soon as you're ready to go, you just slip out and you go as soon as you can, all at once. Our next story is, I can't stand my mother. She ordered parsley and cilantro in the middle of this blizzard, and when I objected, I was told that I was a hypocrite because I ordered an electric snow shovel to be delivered by Wednesday. Meanwhile, I'm the only one that shovels the driveway. I hope they cancel her order. She lives with me. She doesn't pay any rent or bills. She uses my car to go to work. And if I complain about anything, my older sister acts like she's going to move out. We bought the house together using my VA and her savings. It's a five-bedroom house. If it was just going to be my children and I, I would have only have needed a two- to three-bedroom house. I feel like I'm suffering and I'm trapped, honestly, just waiting for her to die. 
I think it goes without saying that there's a lot more than what OP let on in just this story. I mean, I don't know, it definitely sucks that you went and bought a house that's much bigger for what you actually want. But ultimately, I don't know, if like you're just so sick of living with somebody, why not try to do something about it? I mean, hopefully venting helps at least a little bit. I mean, it sounds like OP's kind of at a breaking point. Our next story is, why are there so many? Anyway, I'm the same guy as the last water park, Karen. Today was a doozy, so strap in. Alright, so this time I was on the play structure. The literal snarkiest kid I have ever dealt with showed up. She was in her early teens, easily. She told her little brother, I'm assuming, to go down, when he definitely wasn't clear to go. I had to yell to get his attention to tell him not to go. The girl then taps on my shoulder and goes, My grandma said not to yell at her kids. I stared at her and then just said, I'm sorry, but... If I need to get someone's attention quickly and they aren't listening, I'm going to yell. She gave me a death stare and then jumped down the slide. When I didn't clear her, she nearly rammed into her brother. Strike one. Next time she came up, she was about to go down early and I told her, If you go down, you're on strike two. She straight out turned to me and said, I don't care, and went down. Strike two. The next time, she just ran down the slide immediately and even had the audacity to stick her tongue out at me on her way down. Strike three. The next time she came up, I told her, not so happily, sorry, but you can't go down the slide anymore today. She pouted and said, my grandma says I can. I looked her in the eyes and replied with, well, your grandma isn't a lifeguard. I am what I say goes. Again, I'm a little ticked at this point. She sticks her tongue out again and goes downstairs and talks to her grandma. May the fun begin. I watched this lady walk her way up the stairs. I'm super excited at this point. Why did you tell my baby she can't go down the slide? She can go down the slide. Let her go down the slide. She came out the gate swinging. I wasn't prepared for that. I replied with a simple, she broke the rules three times, so she can't ride the slide anymore today. She yelled back, what did she do, huh? She didn't break any rules. Let her go down. I'm trying not to smile like an idiot this entire time. I'm sorry, ma'am, but as a lifeguard, I decide who goes down the slide, and she broke the rules. She went down the slide three times without my permission, endangering both herself and her brother. On top of that, she outright taunted me. She can't go down the slide anymore. She turned around and said, I'm gonna go talk to your manager, they'll agree with me. Somehow it's the same head guard as last time? I feel like it's a curse at this point, honestly. This woman comes back with my head guard trailing her. This one. He told my baby she can't go down the slide. My head guard just turned to me and said, I saw the camera footage. This was just a formality. Then he turned to the woman. Ma'am, this lifeguard is correct. Your granddaughter broke the rules three times and even taunted him. She cannot go down the slide. And then the unthinkable happened. She slapped him. She slapped my head guard in the face. He looked at her dumbfounded. I stepped in before he could explode. All right, ma'am, you are now being expelled from the premises. I'm going to take you to your room. You're going to pack your things and you're going to leave along with anyone you came with. She turned to me shocked. For what reason? I paid to be here. I'm going to stay. I'm just dumbfounded. You assaulted an employee. It doesn't matter if you paid to be here. Now let's go to your room so you can pack. She just grunted and said, fine. I didn't want to stay here anyway. My head guard put his hand on my chest and stopped me. I can handle it. Stay on play. I nodded and they walked away. I watched him take her to her family. He explained what happened and then he escorted them out. So that was easily the most insane thing I've seen at this park. I'm riding this on my break. 
This happened about 20 minutes ago. Well, I guess they certainly hired the right person to be guard. I mean, how many people in that situation, when somebody is so blatantly wrong in the wrong, and they go and just slap you for no reason, do you manage to keep your composure and go, no, 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 go back to stay on play, I'll take them out. I mean, to be fair, it was a grandma, so it's not like many people are going to throw hands. Our next story is, I get injured on a delivery, Karen berates me because the delivery is taking longer than usual. So last night was fun, I'm disabled due to a hit and run driver, I don't get disability. So on my good days when my back isn't hurting too much, I do delivery for a popular online retailer that also owns a chain of grocery stores. Last night I start my delivery shift. Of course, Karen's being Karen's, the first order which is upstairs, also includes cases of waters and gallons of waters because of course it does. Since this apartment complex decides that 24 point type is an appropriate script to write their unit numbers on, instead of doing anything that say, a paramedic or delivery person could see from any distance, I'm out of my car, on foot, looking for the apartment since Karen did not answer either my text message or phone calls asking for help locating her delivery location. While I'm on foot heading back to my car, because I think I've spotted the correct building number, a large and aggressive dog comes at me. I run and get in my car, but not without falling, twisting my ankle, and biting down so hard that I chipped a tooth, which sucks. I get in the car, the dog's now gone, don't know where he went. Did the owner of the dog catch it? I don't know. I was in the car in pain catching my breath. So I call our on-the-road support folks, who are generally pretty helpful, and get permission to return this delivery to the store. And then Karen calls me back. I don't know why I answered. My can-do customer service instincts? But I told support, hold on, it looks like the customer's actually calling me back. Let me see if I can get this order delivered. Oh man. So I answer. Karen starts demanding why I haven't delivered the order yet. I told her, Hey, I just got injured by one of your neighbor's dogs. My ankle is hurt. Can you give me a little help here finding your place? I just want to get you your groceries. And Karen goes on a rant about how the groceries aren't for her, they're for her daughter, who is a nursing student with a large, protective dog. And her daughter normally uses a folding wagon for groceries, and maybe she'll come down and help grab those groceries. Nope. Karen's daughter does not want to do that, but she'll make sure to keep her large, protective dog inside. I'm left wondering if this is the same dog that tried to eat my liver. I told Karen that's okay. While I am expected to deliver the groceries to the door, dispatch has given me permission to return the order to the store. I can complete the order, the pain in my ankle hasn't set in that much adrenaline and all, and Karen insists on me staying on the phone with her the whole time. And the whole time, she's going on and on about how she wanted the delivery completed by a certain time, and now it's not going to be delivered on time. I told her, I understand that. I did not expect to have a dog come after me either, nor to get hurt, but I am completing the delivery in spite of being injured. Why, 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 why was I so stupid? I couldn't put much weight on my ankle so I couldn't carry as much as usual, and it took me a long time. So it took me about four to five trips to get this lady's stuff all in front of her daughter's door. The nursing student daughter, who never so much as poked her head out to see if I was okay. Karen was angry at me the whole time, talking about how I raised her blood pressure so much her chest was hurting. Huh? 
How's that? By delivering her grocery order and taking longer than usual to do so? I don't know yet if she called the company to complain, but it was the next to worst delivery I've ever been on. The worst being in 2018 where some Yahoo out in the middle of nowhere decided to shoot at me for bringing them something that they ordered. Thankfully, the guy was a bad shot and no, they did not get their delivery and were banned forever, but the police did nothing to the dude. So it's the next day. I slept for like 10 to 11 hours and I'm posting this. My ankle seems to have a mild sprain, my other foot hurts, and my tooth is still chipped. I'm waiting back to see if I'll get paid for the amount of time I had to work over, thanks to this nonsense. Independent contractor work. Yay. Fun times. You know, I've heard a story or two where somebody experiences something like this and they just say, you know what, screw it, I'm going back to the station. At that point, even though the Karen's on the phone, I would just like hang up and cut my losses and go back and be like, listen, I had permission. I was in so much stress and pain. It was miserable. And plus, you couldn't even ensure your safety. That dog might still be lurking around somewhere. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.